ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. We are honored that you've taken some time out of your day just to spend with us. We hope you sit back, relax, and just absorb some beautiful information, some wonderful wisdom coming to us from the beautiful state of Colorado. I am Stacy Johnston, so happy to be here with you today, and honored to sit alongside my co-host, Kathy Holland. And how are you today? I am doing fantastic. I am about sweater weather. And it is just about some sweater weather here, so we're loving it as well. Kath, what's your what's your draw to this? When you look at your day and we have these moments in time, what's your favorite thing about this time we get to spend? Just getting to spotlight people's extraordinary journey in everyday life. Super Mm. cool. People do some super awesome things. Yeah, they really we get do. to put light on it, so I love it. Yeah. Me too. Cool. So let's go. Without further ado, let's bring in our guest. Today we have a lady with us, Jordan, like I said, from Fort Collins, Colorado, and her name is Dr. Erica Mikowski. How are you today? I'm fantastic and so grateful to be here with you two this morning. Oh, we are so glad and honored to have you. How about you kick us off? Tell us who is Dr. Erica Mikowski, what do you do, why do you do that? And how can our audience connect with what you do? Sure. Um, I think a lot of people who know me would say Dr. Erica Mikowski is a loud, energetic blonde who believes everyone is capable of great things. That's the most efficient way to contextualize who I am. Um, I run a company called Strategically Authentic, and it is rooted in the idea that being the most authentic version of yourself is the best way to approach life, and it empowers us to achieve things through a more meaningful lens. So authenticity is really important to me, and I work with individuals and teams and corporations, um, big teams, small teams, universities, to um, leverage authenticity and to help people take who they are and help them get where they want to go. The easiest way to find me, if people want to learn a little bit more about the work that I do, my website is www.strataauth, so S-T-R-A-T-A-U-T-H dot com, because I thought nobody wanted to type out strategically authentic all the way along. So so that's the efficient way to find me is www.strataauth.com. Or I am very active on um, Instagram, providing a lot of free content around various components of professional development. So my handle there is Consultant Barbie, no punctuation, no spaces. So you can find all sorts of things about how I work with teams, what I do as a keynote speaker. Um, but the, the reason I do what I do is because across my career, prior to starting my company, I worked in nonprofit spaces and I worked on academic campuses and I spent a lot of time with people who were fighting to figure out if they were allowed to be themselves. Mm. And I love sitting next to someone in that space and saying, absolutely, you are, and let's Mm. make the most of it. So the work that I've done, my, my educational background ranges. Um, My undergrad degree is in child development. So I used to be a preschool teacher sitting next to really little people trying to figure out if they were allowed to be who they are. And then I did a master's in collegiate administration, a doctorate in adult learning principles and theory. Um, So now I can sit next to just about anybody and tell them they're allowed to Hmm. be who they are. 
you know, I, I love that. I think that's beautiful that you provide that space and give that. I've said more than once over the last six months, it seems to me like we're in a state of people asking permission to do whatever. Can I say that? Can I be that? Can I feel that? Can I? So much of they're just asking permission. And I love this space that's being provided to go, absolutely, you have permission. You have permission to feel how you feel, to be who you are, to do what comes natural for you. And so I love the space that you provide for people to come stand beside you and just be okay with being who they are. I think that's a beautiful thing. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing. So let's take this a little bit in a little turn. Let's take a twist. If you were to give us your definition of the word hero, what would that be? Oh, man. I think for me at its core, a hero is someone who – chooses to be useful for no other reason than because they are capable. So to me, a hero is someone who sees something that can be done and recognizes they have the capacity to do it and does it without wondering who's going to reward them or praise them for that decision. So hero lifestyle is about choosing to serve others. We are community beings. We've evolved because we evolved as a community Um, A lot of the work that I do is in neuroscience and evolutionary biology. I'm a really big nerd, said with a lot of pride. Um, And so Hmm. from an an evolutionary standpoint, the only reason we're all here today is because for generations and generations and generations, the human species evolved as a community. We did it together. And so heroes honor that ability to support and serve each other um, because it's a lot easier to become independently focused given all the advancements and the way that that life has evolved um, from a professional standpoint for so many people in the the culture that we have in the United States in particular, um, it's pretty easy to become focused on the self. And I think heroes focus on the other first and self second. Mm, I like that. So who, who do you identify in your journey as a hero for you and why? Molly House. My first grade teacher who moved to second grade when I moved to second grade, and so she got to be my second grade teacher, too. Um, Molly? Her name is Molly House, and she is still to this day in my life. She has met my children. She has heard my children read to her, um, and so she has remained part of my life. But I look at her as a hero because when I was in first grade and then in second grade, I was confident that my ideas should be heard. And she never said they shouldn't. And she would joke, if she were on this interview, she would joke and and say that she sometimes called me her unofficial student teacher because (laughs) by second grade, I felt confident and comfortable enough in her classroom to have some leadership that may or may not have been imparted on me. And she never, she managed to support my authentic self without making me feel like I wasn't allowed to be that person. And she figured out ways to gently guide me when I was too much. Um, You know, I don't look back and think, man, I felt like I wasn't allowed to exist as myself in her classroom. And so before I knew that that's what I cared about as a person, and before I knew that that's what I would be called to do professionally, I had one of the most tremendous examples in my life of someone who said, I see you as you are. And I want to celebrate that and create space for you to exist as you are. 
I love that. That's one of the things as a parent that I try to focus on as much as I possibly can with my kids. You know, all my kids are very different and they have very different passions and very different drives. And I think it's almost like I was given a favor because I get to stoke that fire. Absolutely. I would say that the work that I do and a lot of the approach that I take to framing how I work with teams and individuals mirrors so much of how I parent and what I do when I'm sitting with my children. So I have a a first grader and a second grader, and they are also very different. Um, But that's, I think it's really powerful to say, you know what, something that makes sense for a CEO of a fortune 500 company, you know, I've sat, I've sat in that space in a C-suite with, leaders and talking about billions of dollars and the things that make sense there, they also make sense around my kitchen table. Well, absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a common, there's a common plane of knowledge that is necessary for success in anywhere. I mean, in any way you take. So I think getting back to the basics is very important because you know, oh. people get all mixed up in, all the things that they're doing and all the money that they have or that they're dealing with or the, the situations and they don't realize that the very basic steps that they use to get there are the ones that they need to succeed in that area. Absolutely. So is there, um, again, we'll take this on a, on a different direction. If there was a, a life lesson that you would like to share with our audience today, what would it be? Oh, man. Life is hard enough without you adding to it. That's, <laughs> life is hard. <laughs> life is hard. Don't make it harder by trying to perform as a version of yourself or someone else. The reason I care so much about empowering and amplifying authenticity in individuals is because life is hard. <laughs> and when you are... Um, I sometimes joke about juggling. If you are very good at juggling bowling pins and you know how to juggle bowling pins and you can juggle bowling pins, you can juggle bowling pins, you can juggle one, three, I think juggling one is just playing catch with yourself, but juggle three to 12 and you can juggle bowling pins like a champion. And someone hands you a unicycle, you learn how to ride the unicycle, but you can still juggle those bowling pins because you know how to do that. That is familiar to you. If someone hands you a watermelon, it gets hard fast because you're not familiar with that. And a lot of us pick up watermelons we don't need to carry because we're trying to be somebody else. We're trying to look at a person and be like that person. And what I encourage people to do instead is take a step back and think about the impact that person has that we respect or value and how do I, as Erica, work to have that type of impact but from my authentic lens. So the short version is don't make life harder than it has to be by trying to be somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, if you're trying to be someone else, You'll never be successful at that because you'll always be a second rate that person. Well, and a lot because of that's times their journey, not yours. Yeah, and a lot of times when we're trying to be somebody else, we pursue their goals and then we arrive there realizing we don't want to be there. Mhm. Mm-hmm. 
think that is so true. I think social media, I think so many things play into that, right? Into, oh, no, you have to be this to be successful. We see someone's path and someone's journey, and we want what they have, and so we think the only way to get it is the way they got it. But that, like Kathy said, and you both said, that's their journey. And recognizing and loving yours, I think, is a priceless gift. I mean, that's, that's one of the things I do in my coaching business as well as teach people that you have your very own dance to dance that no one else can do. Don't give up your steps to someone else. You dance them. Absolutely. And, and the sense of satisfaction that we feel when we accomplish our goals and we pursue our calling is deeper than arriving at someone else's endpoint in a, in a mm. diluted version. Yeah. Amen. I think that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So let's take this one more step. Let's take this to a new place and let's uh, reverse the world for a minute. We've talked about your hero and your life lessons. So let's switch the stage around and put you on the pedestal for a moment and let you recognize that you were probably more people's hero in a day than you recognize. So thank you for what you do for people, for the space you provided, for the, for the healing that you bring in, that, that love of authentic self. We thank, thank you for that. You. You're welcome. So as you stand there, Dr. Erica, with your cape firmly in place, what's your one-line statement of power to the world? What does your T-shirt say? My cape is firmly in place, and it is covered in glitter. Let me clarify. It doesn't fly well. Okay. Weighted, weighted down. <laughs> um, I, am lover, I am a lover of all things shiny and sparkly. I would make a very good uh, fish in that, in that way until it got caught, I suppose. Um, uh, my t-shirt would say, be your est self, E-S-T. And here's what I mean by that. I, I realize it's hard to have a t-shirt that you have to explain, but also my calling in life is to make it so that people understand this concept and I don't have to explain it. But if you, so Kathy, you were talking about your kids. And if someone said to you, Kathy, you are the best mom, that's a, that's a flawed metric, and I'm certain that you are an incredible mom for your children. But being the best mom is a moving target because if the three of us sat down and said, what makes the best mom, we may not have a consistent metric. So when we pursue the idea of being the best job applicant or the best CEO or the best mom or the best volunteer or whatever it is we're trying to be the best of, we lose the ability to really lean into that with as much power as we can. So instead, if I say, Kathy, I hope you are the Kathiest mom to your children and that they know who's going to show up as mom every moment of their day with you. Being the Kathiest is something you have complete control over and you get to define who that is and what that means. And so if we all are pursuing our est self, if Stacy, you're trying to be your Staciest and I'm trying to be my Ericaist, then when we get invited to a meeting or if the three of us got together for coffee a month from now, if I live an est life, you know who I'll be at that coffee. And you know who you've invited to show up and you know the role that I can play in whatever is happening in your life. It is important for our children. It is important for our coworkers. It is important for anyone who is on a team we are leading, that they know who we are as a leader or how we're showing up. So my shirt would say, be your est self, because that's how consistency happens. Your E-S-T, est self. Yes. I love it. E-S-T-S. Yep, I do too. 
I love that. I think that's, I love that. That kind of gave me chills. It's just a, I love the definition. As much as I love the statements that we get, and I have to tell you, Erica, we've had over 230 interviews, and we don't have one statement that repeats another. I love that. It's just so powerful. And the stories behind why, of all the words that are out in the world, why that's what you would choose, the stories, girl, I guarantee you, are at least as powerful as the statements. And so they make the statements real. And so I hope that you get to that day that you don't have to explain that. People will just see, like, oh, I know what that means. I'm the F, I could be. That's yeah. exactly right. I just, I just want everyone to be their F because that's when life gets easier. When I don't have to think about who I'm trying to be and who I admire, and I already told you one of my heroes is Molly House, but I don't show up for my children thinking, how would Molly House do this? I show up mm-hmm. with my children thinking, Molly House made me feel a certain way. How do I, as the Erica-ist mom I can be, create that feeling in that space and it's different than what molly house would do but the impact is what i'm striving for and so that's how those people who influence us can really be integrated into the the lives that we lead and the work that we do and the love that we give i love that definition that's gorgeous kathy where does that take you as a mom you know i think um I think, you know, broken down, it basically boils down to there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just because, just because your way works doesn't mean that's the way. So you don't have to be the best of. You can be one of the best. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be so much pressure around being A1 since day one on the top of the list all the freaking time. Like, that, that, that takes so much pressure off of that because being the best version of yourself is so much less pressure than being the best version of all of it. Correct. And I even, I even tell my children, you know, they are, they are very familiar with how much this matters to me because when um, they used to say, you're the best mom, and I would always tell them, oh, I'm probably not, but I'm trying to be your best mom. And so now, if you could see my office, I have cards um, and pictures that have been drawn for me, and my children will say, you're the best mom for me. And mm. that is what I need them to know. I want, I want my kids to understand that I'm doing everything I can to be the best mom for them. And that means I'm learning about rocks, a thing I don't care about, but my children love rocks. <laughs> I have a seven-year-old mm-hmm. who loves rocks, so I'm learning to love rocks, or at least fake interest when I, when I have to. Um, but... We joke sometimes that I wouldn't be the best mom for everyone, and that's okay. And so, you know, I am very silly, and I like to sing and dance. I have a theater background. And um, so sometimes my kids will say, if somebody did not like to dance, you would not be a good mom for them because we have dance parties all the time. And it's helping create that understanding, even in my children who are in early elementary, that who you are instead of who you think you're supposed to be in some competitive thing that's not real is so much more important. And so I just try to show up and help them see. And so I tell them they're my best Paisley and my best Gretchen because that is who they need to know they are. Hmm. I love that. I firmly believe that. I spend a lot of time with my kids doing, filling up their echo chambers, right? Because the whole time you're growing up, you hear people that are my age or older say that they, 
when they do things or they get in a situation, in the back of their head, they hear their parents going, you know, you're not good enough. You're not going to do that. You can't do that. And it, it really bothered me that everybody over a certain age had this negative echo in their head. So I spend a lot of time with my kids doing, doing, you know, filling those echo chambers with positive things. You know, I'm amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm perfect. I'm strong. I'm brave. I Just love that. So I love that idea of an echo chamber. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone frame it quite like that. I love that. Thank you. I think, and it's very important, you know, because I, and my kids know if they're upset, you know, I'll tell them, let me hear it. I am. And they'll go, I'm beautiful. I'm perfect. I'm amazing. I am enough. So it's a very positive and effective tool for me to use with them. Even my youngest, she's three, and she loves it. Sure. And, and once they recognize and own the power of that in themselves, they start to gift that to other people, and that's what's really cool, too, is to hear my children speak kindness and authenticity into their friends when they're around. I love I love knowing that they see purpose in those types of conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk and we've interviewed so many people and we talk about where the gaps are, where they see the gap and where they feel like they can fill it, this conversation you guys are having right now is what they're talking about. That, that wisdom of all, that appreciation for who you are, that you don't have to be what society would have you be. Who are you? And I think that's our biggest challenge is to decide who is Erica, who is Kathy, who are, you know, who are you? And can you be that in spite of what the world would have you be? And I think that's our greatest challenge is owning that dance right there. And feeling comfortable enough valuing who I am more than what I think someone else is going to feel about who I am. Because that's the trickiest part. That's the last step of that dance is saying, this is my dance. I'm going to perform it as Erica. And if you don't like it, that's okay because it's mine. Absolutely. I'm going to dance this dance. And if you want to dance with me, come on. If you don't, there's another party over there. There's someone else dancing a dance that you'll appreciate more than mine. And that's okay too. Right? Absolutely. My job, is a, my job as a person, as a parent, as a grandparent, as a mentor, as a coach, as any of those hats that I put on is never to get you to see the world through my lens, but it's to appreciate what you see through your own. Exactly. I love it. Beautiful. Ladies, I'm sorry. I, I can keep this conversation going indefinitely. I'm having a grand time, but we are at a place where we're going to have to let our audience go with respect for their time as well. So a couple of things. We would love for you to remember that we are always brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you, if you have a story you'd like to share, if you want to have a conversation with us, or you just need to reach out to someone, please reach out to us at hearabuilder2020 at gmail.com. We're interested in what you have to say. Uh, Erica, I'm going to tell you thank you so very much for your time, for your wisdom, for your knowledge, and for this space that you provide and the cape that you wear, glitter and all, for those people whose lives that you touch. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today? Oh, you know me. I'm about to leave them with a challenge. So my challenge for the audience today is to take a step back 
analyze yourself and think about if the goals that you're striving for and the places that you're trying to go and the things that you're trying to accomplish are yours to accomplish. Mm. And if they're not, reevaluate. You know, think about who you are on the inside. What do you want? What do you need? And see if that doesn't change your perspective on the situation. Beautiful challenge. I love it. I hope people take your challenges to heart. Cassie, you always lay out the most beautiful challenges. So thank you for that input that you put in there so many times. Erica, we would be honored if you would take the stage, give us the last 90 seconds, and close out our show for us. How would you like to leave our audience today? I am so grateful to all of you for taking some time to think about your est self. And I hope that as you step into and breathe life into your est self, you look for the opportunities to invite the est selves of the people around you to take the spotlight. So my hope is that as we become more comfortable and confident in who we are, we begin to create more space for other people to feel that same comfort and confidence.